Welcome to the meditation conversation. You are listening to Karan Alessandra. Hi everyone. This is Alessandra, Kara, and Michael from the Meditation Conversation. Yay! We expanded in 2020. <laughs> we become with one. And so we left off uh, the latest time the three of us got together. It was December, just before Christmas. And we were talking about well, many different things. And we kind of left off with this fire ride that Michael gave us, gave to us. And we said, well, let's go home and try this. Or let's, let's go home. I was already home. <laughs> let's go and try this. <laughs> we had homework. So, exactly. And uh, did you do the homework, Cara? I did a little bit. Um, I worked a little bit with a candle and I also, we have a gas fireplace at home. So I did some, <laughs> some work with a gas fireplace. I don't think that, um, that's ideal, but it was still, you can still feel a connection. I mean, you, it, it was enjoyable, mm. but I do definitely yeah. want to try it with a proper wood, wood burning fire. Yeah, I, I tried both the candle and the wood burning fire, so I can share my my homework assignment and <laughs> yes. see what Michael says. Um, <laughs> I mean, so I think it was even the same evening after we connected. I that's me, you know, when I'm curious about something, I dive in <laughs> yeah. immediately. So like, I want to try this, and uh, so. I did what you said. I did lit the candle and I was conscious and I really tried to tune into the fire and I observed it. I tried to feel it and, you know, it felt expansive. Like I'm, I'm not the kind of person who has a lot of visions and stuff, but, but I could feel it. Uh, I really felt very expansive during my meditation but then, which both of you know by now, but we share it with the listeners. <laughs> and uh, I haven't spoken directly to Michael, but only through Car about it. So, um, I mean, I had a candle. I, I think I actually put candles all around me. <laughs> I had uh, one in front and one behind and some to the side. And then I had one up on a shelf as well, uh, which was one of these bigger candles. But it was kind of burning out. So, and just before going to bed of course i had um all the other candles were out but then i noticed the one on the shelf um which was still burning and i was like oh i need to turn that out uh, before going to bed so i went over there blew it out at least i thought so the way i i saw it turning dark <laughs> kind of and then i just went to bed and i woke up during the morning and it took me a little bit, a few moments to realize, like, oh, that candle is burning. And I just went over there to, like, blow it out again. Because it's like, oh, that's not good. Like, shouldn't have candles burning throughout the night. Uh, it was my fear voice there talking. And then I didn't think about it. But then later on during the day, I was like, hang on. Should that have been burning the whole night? Like, should it not have burned out? I don't know. 
I apparently I had a lot of karma that I had to burn out. So it's kind of like I'm gonna stay here all night to burn my karma. Love it. What do you think, Michael? Do you have any comments on that? Oh, thank you for sharing. Um, hey, just a little bit of magic for you, I think. Um, uh, clearly, it, yeah, yeah, it had a reason to burn, right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know, um, I think, Kara, you had mentioned, uh, um, Staring at the flame, and then when you're closing your eyes, the there's the visual, there's a like the visual that you actually receive from the flame, right? And, right. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you uh, uh, even described it has certain colors. Yeah. So it's when when I'm looking at it, like you can kind of when I'm actually looking at it with my physical eyes. You can see the color, but then after a while, it starts turning green, and okay. then um, and then when I close my eyes, it's purple, like a big purple circle, Whoa. like an iridescent purple. Right. Um, I'm just kind of recalling one episode out by the lake there in, uh, in Lake Monroe. Monroe, as we talked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And. They're outside of Bloomington and built a fire up. It was a nice fire that was going. And uh, so I, too, uh, uh, just enjoy actually standing in proximity to the to a fire and uh, closing my eyes and uh, seeing and feeling the, the energies as they uh, present themselves um, uh, to the third eye and spiritual eye. So I'm standing there, and uh, it's I can see the energy of, of the fire, and I just kept on focusing on it and just feeling it, and just feeling the uh, the, the the warmth of the flame and this this growing intensity of it, and it's just building and building, and then then um, it goes from just a pattern I was kind of seeing in my third eye to the whole column just feel my whole column lighting up all the chakras lighting up and um and just this wonderful feeling of like yeah baby i'm on fire right and um and as i just just basking in this and then i at one point i finally opened my eyes and this fire that had built up was shooting straight out at me and so instead of just going straight up it's like it it makes a little elbow curve and it would hit shooting out all around my ankles and i looked down and my whole legs and everything were engulfed in flame what i know right that's amazing well did it hurt no, not a single hair singed. And I was wearing shorts, not a single hair singed as I'm looking down and I was totally engulfed in flames. Wow. And uh, 
Um, not the first one that done some kind of fire matching. You know, there's like fire walking and that kind of thing. You may have seen that before. Mm-hmm. But in this, and it's true with kind of with all things that when you can match, when you match a frequency, sort of like um, um, electricity flows um, based on a potential difference. So if you have a high voltage line and you touch it, and the current will jump through you, arc through you, right? And that's where you can get into danger territory. But if you're at the same potentiality or at the same energy level as the flame itself, then you can merge with it and it doesn't it doesn't harm you. I don't know if there's something we encourage people to try at home. <laughs> no, not necessarily. No. Um, Says the lawyer. Do it. Do it, <laughs> the way to, to, to kind of do that at home would just be uh, with a candle and, and in your own time as you merge or you, you're practicing with it is actually moving your hand through the flame and and the closer you actually uh, match your vibration to the flame itself, then you'll notice you can you can really pass your hand through the flame without uh, without it burning you. Hmm. So according to the, because this is something from the shaman tradition, right? Or is that correct? Well, um, just yeah. Every, well, every shamanic tradition is pretty much going to encompass some form of fire rites. Mm-hmm. But is there a way to connect to other elements, or is it just fire? That is all of them. To... Yeah. All of them. No. Yes. So they all have their own, um, yes, rites of passage, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, we've touched, I think, um, briefly, briefly on the connection with the wind. And I know Gary, you got to experience some of that when you're out here in Sedona, and we. I think we talked about it either in the last or the prior um, uh, podcast, did we? Yeah, I think we've talked about wind and um, a little bit about water, too. Yes. What did we say about water? Well, maybe that was more just on the healing side, that if you are working with somebody. Yeah, Yeah, so I don't know if there's more from, like, connecting with the element. It's... um. Has anyone seen um, the the movie The Last Mimsy? No, I haven't even heard of that. Me oh, neither. that's an amazing that's an amazing film. Mimsy. Mimsy. M I M Z Y. Okay. Yes. Treat yourself and your families to that one. It's, okay. Yes. And uh, it's uh, good for all ages. Uh, it's an incredible show, mm-hmm. and there's a um, there's a little uh, like future sci-fi little piece of technology in there. This little green glass thing with a bunch of triangles on it. And it took me watching the film a few times to realize what it was doing to the young boy. Is that he was staring at it, and at the very beginning, it's this little piece of glass with all these triangles on it, but they're all haphazard. And then the further along he he uh, spends more time with it, they become more and more ordered. And as they become more and more ordered into 
um, like all this sacred geometry pattern, then his intelligence goes up and up and up. Hmm. And so one of the ways that, um, um, uh, that I like uh, to work with water is finding a, um, whether it's a lake or a lake or a pond or a watering hole and to sit by it and tune into all the elements and then watch. And I look out on the pond and watch all the ripples. And so, and this is uh, the way that the light, you know, sunlight will reflect off of the surface of a pond while there's ripples in it. And the deeper this connection kind of goes in is the water and uh, the elemental spirits of the, of, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, the, uh, is it the undines that they're referred to as the, uh, for water? Uh, it's like these water nymphs and spirits uh, will begin to arise. And what they'll do is they'll change the, the pattern on the water. And the, just the act of observing it is uh, will reprogram um, uh, your brain in the same way that um, – Yes. So, so you want to find a the, still body of water, not the ocean. Still body. <laughs> or you could be out in right. the middle of the ocean, I guess. But um, I prefer, yeah, a still body of water that you can actually notice the, the changes. And then watch what happens to the surface of the water the deeper you make your connection and the more expanded your field becomes. And so this, the pond becomes, again, another mirror. And whenever we see ourselves in the mirror, then we expand our awareness of self. Mm. I mean, now when you say it, of course, I live next to a river. So, and I always find that there's some kind of correlation <laughs> with my mood and the, the river. And uh -huh. I, I can see also, you know, when I, when the river is calm, my mind is calm. My heart is calm. Just watching mm -hmm. the, it's like a still mirror and it's a lot of trees around. Yeah, it, like what it does to the mind and to the heart. So are we this all going to go to Lake Monroe now? Are you guys, do you have time? <laughs> Should we? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's jaunt over there. Yes. Yes. Um, part of this, and you know what? When it comes to the fire um, and then and the wind and the water here is is it is ex it's expanding our awareness to encompass this non-physical self that interpenetrates our body and surrounds us. And so as we it is through these the, the elements that we're able to become aware of that non-physicality and then that this this physical and seeing it reflected in the physical world around us mm. and it's thanks to the elementals that this is even possible um otherwise we would be in a, a rather static and very fixed and ultimately very dense um creation or matrix mm. or world and so it's not nearly that so. And so um, the more that we're aware of this impact that our non-physical self has on, on what it does to give rise to our 
physical creation around us, then the more we come to know ourselves, and we come to know, know that um, we're never alone. This makes me think also of something I can't remember, but according to the yogic tradition, me and Kara follow, I can't remember if it was Paramahansa Yogananda or Swami Kriyananda that said that why it's so nice spending time in nature is because nature doesn't have ego. It's just right. all one. And also a practice which was recommended, again, I don't remember if it was Paramahansa Yogananda or Swami Kriyananda, but, you know, when we walk in nature, not only just, oh, that's beautiful, that's beautiful, but like consciously giving love to nature and see how that shifts our consciousness. When we're like, really feel love with the beautiful duck or feel feel love with the tree. I'm a tree hugger. <laughs> mm. Yay. Mm. I sometimes also push myself to do it in awkward situations <laughs> just to get out of my ego. Um, but trees give a lot of energy. They do indeed. Um, and that they're, they're kind of the, yeah, I, I, for me at least uh trees mountains as well um oh they're just so steadfast and they're like the access nodes to that earth energy the that fourth that fourth mm -hmm. one fourth element and in, you know incidentally what you know there's this guy who walked the planet you know a hundred years ago who understood this better than probably just about anybody and uh his name was nikola tesla now mm. it's just fairly common name these days and incidentally you know i i had an engineering education and we we barely covered tesla at all which is silly i think it's like your whole first year of engineering school should just be like hey get to know this guy mm. then go from there right um and he understood that there's a there's a current flow going through the whole uh, the whole earth and he found out ways to tap it how to use it for communication and and wireless power and all sorts of things and uh, you know 100 years later we're still trying to catch up to what he already knew and um i think we might have talked about it briefly or not but just the 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 power of uh, what some call earthing or, or grounding or just walking on the earth barefoot. Um, I don't remember if we've covered that here in the podcast. I know you and I have talked about that. Did we? I Alessandra? feel like we, I feel like we told you about it. I think uh, you and me, Cara, maybe. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe just, um, yeah. Do you want to just go over that in case it hasn't come up? Uh, yeah, just by making contact with the earth, what we're doing is we're allowing ourselves just to kind of plug into it like a little like a little LED lamp stuck into the earth and that current allowing that current flow to flow through us. And where current flows, we're gonna feel an increase in vitality. We're gonna feel better. And it's gonna it's gonna do wonders for um, our own state of being and our uh, physical, mental, and emotional health. And now, of course, sometimes, you know, during the winter times or whatever, it's not so convenient, yeah. if you will, to walk around uh, barefoot on the earth. But this is um, uh, the beauty of so-called tree hugging. 
is that by touching a tree, then then uh, we're able to um, uh, use that tree to connect us within that current flow into the earth. Well, and um, yeah. sorry, Michael, I I I also have a um, man-made solution that I've been using. I have a, an earthing mat on my bed. Oh. So uh -huh. um, there was a documentary that I saw and um, and they sell different kinds of, uh, well, the company who I saw this documentary through, but they sell various kinds of earthing mats and, and they give you a device to determine whether your outlet is grounded. And if it is, then you can just plug it right in. And so um, I like, it just goes right on top of my mattress. And so when I'm sleeping, that earth current is coming up through, you know, from the earth, through the electricity and into the mat. And then I'm exchanging um, with the earth current um, while right. I sleep. And it is, it, it feels really good. I've had very good, I'm, I'm a pretty good sleeper usually anyway, but um, like my animals are attracted to it. I have a dog and a cat and they, they love, especially the cat. And, um, and I, I was experiencing kind of more or less chronic pain in my right hip for months. And, um, eventually, like I, I just noticed today, I'm like, oh, I haven't been having that pain and I've been doing lots of different things to try to address it. Um, but things like that, I'm like, oh, I don't, it doesn't bother me anymore. So at least it's not hurting anything. I, I can't say what exactly may have, um, helped to shift that. But anyway, that's another way, you know, that you can ground. They sell them also to kind of rest your feet on while you're working. So it goes under your desk and right. things like that. One yeah. thing I tend to do when I go out in the forest, because, yeah, of course, here in Sweden, it should be cold nowadays. Right now it's not global warming or whatever. Um, well, it's still not the weather to go barefoot, but. I just love to lay down. We have like a lot of moss in the forest. So, oh. you know, it just looks like a bed prepared for you. So you just have to oh. find the right bed and lay down. And it's like, um, wow. Yeah. So that's what I try to do when I go out into forest. And for me, that feels very grounding. It's almost like Mother Earth hugging me. Uh huh. <laughs> and because I think the first time I did that was like, um, one and a half year ago, I was away to this spa retreat with my mom, grandma and brother and my daughter. And I went into the forest with my brother and it's just beautiful, magical forest at this place. And I lay down, I looked up at the trees and in like few seconds, I got the same experience that I could have after meditating two hours. And it was just like, I felt so still. It was just like my whole, the whole experience just shifted by laying there. And I remember my brother's like, come on, Alessandra, come on, let's walk. I was like, I, I'm not I going don't want to move at all. I just want to stay here. It was so peaceful. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah. So, I have a um, something to add to this, but it's going to take us away from the elements topic. Mm -hmm. So, was there well, anything? I don't know about you, but I'm in Sweden right now, lying in some moss <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> Me too. 
By the way, this whole conversation Where? makes me think of uh, Frost, uh, Frozen 2. Have you seen that oh, movie? Yeah. I, I went yeah. to see it yesterday. It's about this, like the elements yes, and Elsa and Anna. Right. Or... Have you seen it, Michael? I have not seen it yet, no. Yeah, it really pretty, does go into cute. the elements. Yeah. Mm. I know, I'm uh, slacking here. I, 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 yeah. I know. Disney, that's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you mentioned Alessandra about being in the moss and how you felt like you had done like a long meditation mm -hmm. and, um, Michael and I were talking a couple of days ago and, um, had a, a really great chat and I, um, afterward I had to go teach and, um, as I was getting like the meditation cushions in the car and stuff, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I have just meditated for a long time. Like I felt so full and, um, my heart was so expanded. And so I was, I met a friend of mine for coffee and, and she mentioned that in our first episode, Michael, you were talking about the high heart. And, um, and I was saying to her about how I had felt after we had talked and that I was like, my heart felt really expanded, but it was also my throat. It was like in between my fourth and fifth chakra. I just, and I was like, I don't know why the fifth, because I wasn't really talking very much. And, uh, but I just really felt it right in between there. And she goes, Kara, do you know what the high heart is? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she said, well, I didn't either until after Michael was talking about it. And then I looked it up and you're talking about the high heart. And I was, so that was fun. But do you want to talk about that? <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm sure there's probably, if you Google high heart now, you'll probably find um, um, a lot of references to it. Um, I am Googling it. Michael, tell me about the high heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is our Google today. No, I'm not directing you to Google, <laughs> but I'm, I'm painting a contrast because um, back in in 2009, and so there's so much. You know, the last 10 years have seen so much in the way of um, uh, spiritual material and 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 knowledge and wisdom and guides and stuff that we have access to over the internet that we that wasn't there 10 years ago. And um, so after that, when I had that experience out at the out at the lake, and there was a couple days after that that were um, even more were further anchoring in and expanding and opening up. And I felt it in this. It's this area that's centered around with the thymus. It's not the heart. It's the thymus. So it's right above. It's right above the heart. And this is where the um, you see the reference point for unconditional love is in the high heart. Um, we may feel our heart open up uh, with even conditional conditional love. That is the that's the so-called green chakra of the standard seven chakra system. This is an eighth chakra that is in a superposition state, okay, above the heart. And so it is the, um, it's the governor, if you will, of the rest of the chakra system. And there's 
there's um, without that open, one doesn't have a reference point to know truly what unconditional love feels like, because that's where it's felt. Does that make sense? Hey. Okay. Yeah. And um, so I remember at this time when it hit me, and I, I it was weird. Some, you know, as things were unpacking and and activating and opening up, um, there would be uh, words that would come with them. I just knew this is what it was. So I'm like, ah, this is my. I just high heart. And back in that time, I googled high heart because I'm like, oh. And nothing, nothing. Ten years ago, nothing. Hmm. And I, but I knew that's what I called. They just kept calling it that. And um, then, uh, you know, within uh, within a, a, a few years, I noticed other people were were talking about it as well, and it was making its way into other uh, channelings and materials and and um, and meditations and and things like that. So I'm like, okay, yeah. So this is the high heart. And, uh, uh, so this is the one that, you know, and I also mentioned, um, all the way, um, going through the darkness and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's the one I kept returning to that chakra, that high heart. And that's the one that I always never wanted to lose connection with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. So is there a color? Is this because when you had that um, experience with the transformer, I think I remember you saying like a blue light shot out. Yes. So is it, is there a color, the color of blue? Uh, the color of this is, um, uh, some see it as a turquoise type of color. Um, and turquoise will help, uh, does help uh, um, in its activation. Um uh, to me, I always uh, saw it as white. Hmm. Well, I actually had, because I'm curious now, I just had to ask Google to see what showed up. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that, I don't know if this resonates with what you know, Michael, is this. Um, or where did I find it now? It's all about living your personal truth and doing so with passion and conviction. Do you think that resonates? Um, sure. Hi. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, oh, that seems almost like a. That might be like a. If that feels like a secondary thing. Mm -hmm. That uh, that's a product of the. Mm. Well. I, it's just interesting when I read this because yesterday I was tuning into this uh, coach called Jack Canfield, who I think is great. And he's doing this free webinar now, Break Free of Limiting Beliefs. And so he did this guided visualization, which is like you you choose an area in your life where you feel stuck and um, you should access a limiting belief. So you go back in time to when you felt that the first, you know, feel it in the body where, where do you feel tension or pain or whatever? You'll go back in time and you feel it and you give it a shape, like a texture. And yesterday I was tuning into, you know, kind of why I feel I'm not really living my truth and my passion and 
I mean, this is part of it, but I want to give more. <laughs> and so I want to see what's blocking me. And the shape I found was like a tube from my heart up to my throat, like this hose of like hard plastic between okay. those chakras. So I just found it interesting now that you're sharing about it. Of course, not a coincidence, but <laughs> um, so that's, you know, the block I felt. Right there. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really unusual too, you know, Gianti, because I don't think anybody's ever had that kind of block between them. They're hard. You know, why that would happen to you? Because you know, everybody really else unusual. has it so easy. Har, har, har. And certainly, um, yes, uh, speaking your truth is um, uh, to make that connection up from the, uh, from the heart to the throat. Uh, it's, uh, you know, how, how many times do, does our heart want to say something and we don't give it voice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, would, I wouldn't want to see the record right. of that. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, oh. Well, good thing is you can start over and I think that is one of the things I'm really working on right now and can I give my heart and uh, probably uh, one one of my goals of this year is you know listening more and acknowledging that voice recognizing it and that's also something that I think the more we go inside with whatever practices we use spiritual practices the more we hear that voice and it's kind of, it's not even a choice anymore. <laughs> you, you can't quiet that voice. Right. It just becomes automatic that you speak the truth. Yes. Uh, yep. There does come that point where the choice has already been made and then you just, you can't, you can't live any other way. No. Uh, no, not without compromising one's own. Ah. Uh, Self, one's own being, one's own reason to be here. Mm. Yeah, and it just becomes much more apparent when you do that. Like back in the days when I <laughs> when I wasn't so aware, I would I would probably just not listen to my heart and just go on and do what I thought was right and what was, what was expected of me, and just push through. Now, when I do it, I would feel it, and oh, it feels wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. No turning back. Yeah. Um, but that can be a challenging point. I mean, I felt it myself, and I I know with friends that are going through shifts as well, because you know, you start on this new path of listening inward, and sometimes that voice is not always convenient <laughs> to the mind what it's saying is like oh well please you know life was very comfortable here you know I had it very nicely fixed in my little square here don't push me outside my comfort zone right it's like why would you want to go there you know ah <laughs> uh, uh, yes not always convenient, no. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, but ignore it at your own peril, right? Yeah. 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 So I never know if I'm about to interrupt. So I'm sorry. No, go <laughs> if ahead. I'm breaking the flow here. But Alessandra, you mentioned this is something that, that you're working on, which is um, perhaps we want to talk about the new year the new decade mm -hmm. and um the you know this 2020 is, vision yes so um we're recording this at the beginning of january and this is a time of reflection for so many people a time of looking ahead as well and trying to determine where people want to go um michael do you want to chime in on on anything to do with the new year and any challenges to put forth for people to consider? Uh, I think we touched on this before. It was uh, um, to, to somewhat uh, confusement there uh, to our uh, Swedish friend here. Oh, yes, the, the 2020. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, the year of clear sight. And, uh, so in my uh, in my own uh, meditations of uh, for probably going back, I'd say at least eighteen months now, maybe two years. I've mm -hmm. uh, been looking at this year and um, what's to unfold in this year, and um, with uh, great excitement. And so a lot of things, and this is one of the things. Uh, that uh, is a little bit tricky along the way is the importance of patience. <laughs> Not that. No, you didn't do that again. Not, Not patience. Again. Jeez, who I has that? One. That's a tough one. Yeah. It is. And one of the one of the things that um, is kind of important first is kind of a little uh, definition in that um, uh, is that uh, patience does not uh, equate to waiting. Okay. Uh, patience is rather is the key to the gateway of eternity. And it is through our patience that we're able to expand our field. So what we're saying is, is um, uh, uh, we're opening ourselves uh, to. It's like making our basket or our butterfly net bigger, so that that which is in store for us, um, we're reaching through all time to know and feel that it is that whatever we have asked for is given it's coming in its own right time so the more patient we are um the more we expand ourselves as we go through the gateway of eternity and within the eternal we can, many things can be seen and they are all now 
And so in our meditation, we may see things that we have, that we are, um, that are present with us in the eternal. And then as we calm down back out of the meditation, it's the, it's the knowingness, the trust, and the faith that, that it is yet to come. That which is and always was is yet to come. Does that make okay, sense? Okay, so it sounds like it, it, it does, and as you know, I have to process things, so I may not be able to process that in the time that we have, but... Um, but in the eternal sense, I have processed it, right? (laughs) (laughs) But okay. So maybe patience then, because I do associate patience with like waiting kindly. I mean that, but there's a waiting element to patience. Like it's not here yet. So, so it sounds like it's more like expecting with, um, trust. Yes. Yes, that's kind of that. That's yeah. That's more on the lines of it. So, it's um, more like surrender and trust. That too. Yes. Um. It's uh. I think uh, Abraham Hicks said something. Uh, uh, she said it in a very clever way that she can. Um, uh, we invite you to be ba- patient, um, uh, is so that you may enter the vortex where you no longer need it. Yeah, it is. And and this is where we pause the recording give us 30 minutes to reflect on this (laughs) yes we need to integrate (laughs) yeah i mean because and it's and it's interesting to hear you say it and for me to intellectualize it and to also understand how it's a big ask it really is because there the trust that things are coming that aren't here is a a lot i mean it's it's much easier said than done but it but i i hear what you're saying and i appreciate what you're saying and i i hope that i can implement that (laughs) i mean i can very much relate to this because i'm i remember we had a guest earlier um Kelly Curry and she was talking about how she was learning she got this pattern of wanting to control reality because of something that happened in her childhood and I recently seen something within myself you know where I you know I want to control things I want to know when it's going to happen blah 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 blah. and but the past few years (laughs) universe has given me everything but control is just like I have a little toddler who would just do everything opposite to what I want to, or the life situation would just unfold in a way where it's like, there is nothing I can do. And 
so yeah, I can very much relate to it. And I've been, you know, trying to wait, but that's that creates tension in me. And um, I'm slowly <laughs> working. Right. Huh? Yeah, trying to wait. Huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm I'm more at the point of trying to just surrender and but well, this is like uh, I kind of like it too. We each got a like a eternal Christmas tree, and um, and it's got all of our presents underneath this. So this is everything we've ever asked for, or wanted, and any you know, uh, is is wrapped up, contained underneath the tree. That's always there. Mm -hmm. So if nothing else, this whole lifetime, even if you didn't actually open a single present, this whole lifetime you wished for a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we've added to our to our treasure trove. We've added to our tree just by living life, mm -hmm. no matter what, no matter what your state of consciousness is. Now, a lot of people these days are <laughs> are uh, they're like, hey, you know, I'm tired of just wishing for stuff. I want to open some of those presents as well. I want to. I want to live with the, you know, I want the goodies, you know, um, and to live the life of, uh, that I've been dreaming about and wishing about. So this notion is to kind of, is that, that, um, uh, patience just begins, you know, it begins with just a, a reaffirming, a reaffirmation to oneself that it, it's okay. You know, just deep breath. It's all there. Nothing's lost. Nothing's lost. It's all okay. At any moment in time, you just can always return to that and say, okay, no matter what, anything looks around me, you know, I, ah, it's okay. It's okay. Right? So just calm down back into that calm space and go, okay, now, now from here, let's just kind of take a look. And then I'm going to drop into, into that meditation and with that, the, when, and turn, use that key of patience to unlock that gate and to take a look at the tree. And to then just just let oneself take it in and see that it's all there. Mm. And now, is this one of these things where we really do we really want to tear through them all and open them all up at once? No. No, right? Yes. No, we want to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Here, yeah. okay. Well, right. then you're just gonna have to watch me opening my gifts later on, Kara. <laughs> That'll be you fine. You have nothing left to open. I'll enjoy watching and, you too. Um, and so what happens is that uh, frequently, frequently when we're like waiting for something or we're wishing for it, in a sense, we're like it's like holding a carrot on a stick out in front of us, or we're continuously pushing it away through this wishing waiting thing and we call it being patient but it's not really because we're still seeing this as something that that hasn't come yeah and this alternative approach is to embrace the tree to see that it's already there once it's already there it's already ours we it can actually drop in and come to us yeah because it's not out there. Yeah. It's in here. 
There's such a big energy difference between those two things. Even as you were describing it, you know, you can, I don't know, I can feel it in my spine as the difference of, of like almost chasing something versus it's just there. You just need to open up and, and yeah, who cannot relate to it? How many, well, I shouldn't only speak for myself, but I'm the kind of person who like, you know, sometimes I would just push, push, push. Well, nothing is happening. And then, you know, at some point I would give up. Then it happens because I, I stopped pushing for it. Precisely. And uh, I, so I guess for 2020, um, my wish uh, and my blessing is for each and every one, um, not just the three of us here, but all of uh, all those who are listening or whoever will listen, uh, that this year may be a year of uh, um, open up to receive um, those gifts that are under the tree already, that you already have, that we already have, um, and that um, have our names on them. And they belong to no one else other than each of us, respectively. And uh, may these gifts be uh, um, come our way um quickly delightfully and mm, and did i say quickly (laughs) (laughs) you're speaking for me (laughs) double double stamp on the quickly and delightfully so and um uh so be it and so it is Mm. and uh with that um um I'm going to have to sign off here. No, it's Uh, a perfect perfect ending of this. Yeah. So, like, so beautiful, Michael. I felt my heart was just smiling when you sent that wish out to everyone. Yes. And I'm so excited to open the gifts. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Blessings to you and all. Thank you so much. um, Thank you. Yeah. What a a wonderful morning this has been. Evening for me. Yes. Daytime for Kara. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's such a blessing, Michael. Thank you very much. Look forward to the next one. Okay. Okay. Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you so much, Michael. That was, again, amazing. And I hope everybody was able to feel that because I really can feel it just like in my mm-hmm. spine and my chakras they're just like so open when I listen to him and my heart just feels like so. yeah I had to reflect for a moment there with the patience and everything mm-hmm. patience is a big life lesson for me in this life I know <laughs> yes yeah I think um, a lot of us are struggling with that one are you in the same class yes I am <laughs> I feel like yeah. I, I have definitely gotten better with um, yeah I, I think we upgraded it's not like level one anymore yes for sure yeah but, and it's interesting you know, when yeah. you have kids because they know <laughs> you know there's such a mirror of what you need to work on and it's like I want to yeah. live in this space where I have infinite patience and sometimes I know that I'm being taken advantage of in some of that and it's like it that just mm-hmm. that balancing the line between like 
being patient and also being like, okay, this is disrespectful. Now I've asked you like five times to come here yeah. and you know, but anyway. Yeah. And they really have no mercy. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> you know, and trying to raise conscious children, because I remember reading Paramahansa Yogananda's book on how to raise children consciously more and he would say that encourage your children's willpower, so let them have their will through. And so I really try to encourage that. And Iris has a lot, a lot of willpower. <laughs> yeah. And she's a toddler. And she sometimes she thinks she has it all figured out, which can, you know, create a little bit of frustration because it's like, okay, you know, some things I will let you decide, but you're still three and a half. So <laughs> there are just some things that I'm going to have to take charge of. And she's starting to you know, shift that around. And yeah, like you said, sometimes she would just be like, boom, right into the heart. Like, and yeah, the, there's really no, no hiding on what you need to work on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like, absolutely. here you go, mom. It's like, hmm, not so pretty. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> but yeah, they're, Tough teachers, but sometimes I guess it's better to have it that way. It's like than just have it with friends. It's it's kind of more soft, so you wouldn't really see it. But with your kids, it's just like, okay, that was really no one else's fault but mine. I can't justify that. Just yeah, <laughs> they are our teachers. That's for they sure. They are. So yeah. And again, let's we we do want to encourage you to contact us. We see that it's growing the the flow between us. We just don't want this to be one way communication. Please write to us, um, share your stories, and or if you have someone you you would like to have come on the podcast, recommend anything to us or give us feedback. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like. Yep. Wonderful. We would love to hear from you. For sure. And please share. Share with others so that more people can tune in. Someone you think might benefit from it. Great. Well, thank you so much. It was a thank joy you. being with you, Alessandra, and with all of you listening. So we wish you many blessings. And we look forward to the next meditation conversation.